Now, have you ever been teased? I'm sure all of us have been. Uh, but have you ever been teased really badly, maybe by your sister, or maybe even hit or abused as a child by a parent? Here's an email I received from Kyle. Hello, Dr. Kenner. I'm 20 years old and feeling very depressed and down about myself and my chances to succeed at the university. I had a history of being a perky child, an energetic kid. That you used to drive my father nuts and he would often yell at me, occasionally pulled me violently, hit me, or he'd throw something at me. My parents also had nasty fights. Hysterical arguments were an everyday event. It was a nightmare. My parents did separate a few years ago. My sister also teased me and called me names such as dumb idiot, which she does to this day. We moved a few times in childhood, and I became very shy and vulnerable. I was picked on throughout school and didn't do well in my studies. But I had a wonderful guidance counselor who gave me some hope in high school. She took my IQ and saw that I was above average. She gave me some skills to deal with my panic attacks and I managed to wipe them out completely. That gave me hope. And in high school, I achieved proficiency in English, three degrees in the English language. I subsequently went to a university but did poorly. I was living with my mom and my sister at that point. And my sister continued with the sarcasm and taunts about how dumb I am. I'd like to continue in the university which starts again in a few weeks. I'm thinking of getting out of this house and living alone. I don't know how to think about this to get my hopefulness back up again. Kyle, Kyle, even just your asking me that question helps you open up, warm up that context in your mind of how can I put myself on a better track, which is great thinking and you're introspective. You put the pieces together. You're not afraid to look at your past and to to have some empathy for yourself for the trauma you've been through. So here are some things that I would consider doing. The very first one is never give up on yourself. You don't want to let your dad's opinion of you or a nasty, sarcastic comment by your sister or a bully in school ever define who you are. Now, that's much easier said than done. So what you also want to do is focus on your own strengths. That's a skill. Many of us focus on our weaknesses. Oh, you should have seen how dumb I was today. You know, that's commonplace parlance. But how many of us really sit back and allow ourselves, not in a boastful way, but in a good way to focus on our strengths, what we're good at. So you overcame panic attacks. That's phenomenal. You were able to work very well with a teacher, with a counselor, but that's like working with a teacher. You have an above average intelligence. You have shown yourself that you're able to succeed in school and you're eager to change, to become uh, open up your life more, even looking at other possibilities, such as maybe getting out of the house with your mother and your sister and living alone. You could live alone or you could live with a lovely roommate if you have to choose well, obviously, and you can't always predict that. Uh, but, you know, all of that is good because it would give you some independence and get you away from that chronic trauma, keep you keep open, 
Otherwise, you keep opening up that the mental files of someone picking on you or abusing you or seeing the worst in you or seeing you as you don't want to see yourself. Um, I also might consider touching base with your previous psychologist if that person's still around because they saw the best in you. And that gave you a lot of hope. Maybe emailing them or writing them if, if that's possible. And maybe they can give you a little pep talk that will fit. It'll They know you well and it will sit right with you. Or you can go to you, the University Counseling Center and maybe get matched up with somebody. So I also want to recommend a book, Mind Over Mood. And this is a wonderful book to help you learn how to change your self-talk so you can enjoy your life more. And uh, you can go to my website, drkenner.com, to get the book. Uh, it's, again, Mind Over Mood. Christine Podetsky and Dennis Greenberg are the authors. And what it does is it helps you decode your own emotions, and it helps you challenge ideas that... Oh, such as maybe I'll never do it well in a university. Helps you challenge ideas to put yourself back on track. Now, you did say you might be giving up on yourself. So I don't know whether that's just, you know, you're not motivated. Now, if you at all uh, feel like, what's the use? Why bother? And you feel a little bit suicidal, um, there's a wonderful book, Choosing to Live. It's a workbook by... Uh, Ellis and uh, Corey Newman, uh, Tom Ellis and Corey Newman, and that also is at my website, drkenner.com. So the main point is never give up on your life. You want to love your life, enjoy it, and never put yourself down. Grow. You want to be able to grow. Uh, so thank you very much, and um, I wish you the best. Now here's another question. Dear Dr. Kenner, I'm struggling with anxiety. My parents are very strict and controlling. This sounds similar, doesn't it? I study a lot, um, and my social life hasn't been good because of it. Dating scares me, and I get insecure. I can't control my anxiety or the way I think. I have irrational thoughts. It's like a song on a repetition, and I'm not able to calm myself down. What can I do to help me, to help myself? And this is from Megan. Well, Megan, if you're just, uh, first, if your parents are very strict and controlling, do you have any options? Uh, because anxiety is the emotion that we experience when, when we're uncertain or when we're Oh, feeling some self-doubt. And so if you have an option, if you could live at school or, or, you know, that would be great. If you don't have the option, then you need to tune them out mentally and own your own life. And how do you control your anxiety? By changing the way you think. If you think differently about things, that will help. And I know I mentioned the book Mind Over Mood a moment ago. Uh, that's gives a one that book gives a wonderful skill called a thought record, which would help you take any thoughts where you're being down on yourself, and see what element of truth there might be in it that you could improve, and what is totally stinking thinking that you'd want to get rid of. So, um, and you can learn communication skills so you'll be able to date. And I wrote a w book with Dr. Uh, Dr. Ed Locke called The Selfish Path to Romance that you can get on my website, drkenner.com. When I entered my marriage, I left my true self at the door. Now I don't even know who I am anymore. 
My girlfriend doesn't want to make anyone mad. I never know how she truly feels, and I'm clueless when it comes to pleasing her sexually. She won't express what she likes. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.